Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. Hey, today we have a great episode planned for you. It's one of those solo episodes where it's just you and me having a conversation. And today there's a lot that we have to talk about. We're going to talk about things like pink crayons. I'm going to share some stories about my life. Uh, And the whole purpose behind it is really because, you know, most people, and I've experienced this myself through my life, is you know, sometimes you're going along and you feel a little heavier. You feel like, you know, what you've been doing just isn't working anymore and you need something new. And I know a lot of times at that point in our life, we go through and we think, well, should I keep persevering? Should I keep doing? Should I stay committed to the path that I am on? Or is it time for me to move on? And so today, that's what we're going to talk about is when you know it's time to move on. You are jamming with Jason Mefford, where you hear inspiring interviews with some amazing people. Some are famous, some may seem ordinary, and they are all doing extraordinary things to positively change the world. Sometimes it's just you and me having an intimate and authentic conversation about how you can change the world around you and rewrite the story of your life by being more authentic, accepting and loving yourself more, and spreading love to others. Since really, all you need is love. And what the world needs now is love, sweet love. We discuss all aspects of self-improvement, growth, and so much more. Great content, insightful advice that's practical and helpful to anyone that listens. You're always eager to come back for more and share with your friends and family since you learn something in every episode. So sit back and enjoy the easy listening while you feel seen and heard in this informative, authentic, and entertaining podcast. Now, let's roll that beautiful podcast footage. All right. Well, I am excited for today's episode, and um, I wanted to start off, we'll do a little story time with Jason uh, to start off with, because um, there's there's a passage from a book that I've read a few times um, that I want to go through and read to you, uh, because I think that there is a lot of wisdom uh, in, in this writing. And it's really kind of the basis. I've been thinking about this concept for several months now, reading it over and over and over again, and really wanted to talk about it today. Because, you know, a lot of times in our life, we get on a path, uh, and, and maybe that's a job, okay? Maybe we get on a, on a job path. A few years later, we decide, you know, I don't think this is what I want to do anymore. You know, and so at that, at that point, you're asking yourself, well, should I keep doing this? 
or should I do something else? Or sometimes it, it might even be with relationships. Maybe you've got a relationship with someone, it's going fine for a while, but then all of a sudden things just aren't the same anymore. And you have to decide, do I move on? Do I kind of leave that relationship as well? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. But as I said, before I get into starting to share, share some stories with you about pink crayons and some of the things that have happened in my life, I wanted to, sh to read something to you uh, to begin with. And this is from the book, uh, The Teachings of Don Juan, A Yaqui Way of Knowledge, that was written by Carlos Castaneda, okay? And so I just want to go through and read this to you, then we're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, and, and so in this book, it's actually the teachings of Don Juan. And Don Juan was a shaman who lived on this earth. Uh, and Carlos Castaneda kind of recounts some of the experiences that Don Juan had with one of his apprentices. And so I, I just want to go through and read, read you um, part of this because this is a part of the story where Don Juan is imparting uh, knowledge to his apprentice. And I think it's knowledge that we all can use as well. Okay, so here goes. So again, this is Don Juan um, talking. And again, he's someone who is uh, very near and dear to my heart. Uh, love this man and um, love his teachings and want to share them with you. And so he says, anything is one of a million paths. Therefore, you must always keep in mind that a path is only a path. If you feel you should not follow it, you must not stay with it under any conditions. To have such clarity, you must lead a disciplined life. Only then will you know that any path is only a path, and there is no affront to oneself or to others in dropping it, if that is what your heart tells you to do. But your decision to keep on the path or to leave it must be free of fear or ambition. I warn you, Look at every path closely and deliberately. Try it as many times as you think necessary. This question is one that only a very old man asks. Does this path have a heart? All paths are the same. They lead to nowhere. They are going, paths going through the bush or into the bush. In my own life, I could say I have traversed long, long paths, but I am not anywhere. Does this path have a heart? If it does, the path is good. If it doesn't, it is of no use. Both paths leave nowhere, but one has a heart, the other doesn't. One makes for a joyful journey as long as you follow it, you are one with it. The other will make you curse your life. One makes you strong, the other weakens you. Before you embark on any path, ask this question. Does this path have a heart? If the answer is no, you will choose it. You will know it, and then you must choose another path. The trouble is nobody asks the question, and when a man finally realizes that he has taken a path without a heart, the path 
is ready to kill him. At that point, very few men can stop to deliberate and leave a path. A path without a heart is never enjoyable. You have to work hard even to take it. On the other hand, a path with heart is easy. It does not make you work at liking it. For me, there is only the traveling on paths that have heart, on any path that may have heart, and the only worthwhile challenge is to traverse its full length. And there I travel looking, looking breathlessly. So obviously you can tell, I get a little emotional there at the end, that has a lot of impact on my life because at different points in my life, I've been traveling a path and had to decide, is this a path with a heart? Is it a path that I have heart for anymore? Is it a path that I should continue to travel or is it time for me to move on? Now, I bring this up because, again, I'm guessing that there's different inflection points in your life. If you look back, you've probably seen some of those inflection points when you decided, am I going to keep doing what I've been doing or am I going to switch and move on and do something different? Okay. Now, when I was a young man, I, I, I didn't hear the speech live. But I got a copy of a transcript of a, of a, a speech that a, a lady named Janet Lee gave. And I think she called it something like knowing when to persevere and when to change direction. And as a young man, I read that, story, that, that speech over and over and over and over again. And throughout my life, I have remembered that speech. And there was particularly one story that she shared in the speech that I want to share with you. Because sometimes when things aren't going the way we want to go, we just lock up, we freeze, we don't want to do anything different, and we stay stuck in a rut. And so here's the story. Um, one of Janet's children, uh, when she was very young, you know, she was taking her into the school to get her assessed for starting kindergarten. So she was a young girl. And I remember Janet saying, you know, she was so, so excited to see, you know, have, have her daughter actually be able to, to, to kind of go through these tests and other things like that, because they were trying to determine how developed she was. And she was, you know, so proud of her because she already knew how to write her name. She already knew how to read and do a bunch of things like this already before she ever even started kindergarten. And so here she is, and she, she recounts the story where, you know, they go into the school, and she sits down and is, is kind of there in the room waiting, and one of the teachers, you know, says, Sally, or whatever the girl's name was, why don't you come on over here, and I want to talk to you for a little bit. And so the little girl goes over to the table or the desk, wherever the teacher was, and there was this big uh, thing of crayons on the desk. And so again, I remember the smell of crayons from grade school, you know, and they had some of those Crayola crayons that had like 200 or 400 different colors of crayons in there. And anyway, so this girl goes up to the desk and there was this box of crayons on the desk. 
And I'm guessing it was, you know, one of the skimpy ones that only had 16 or 24 crayons in it or something like that. And the teacher said, all right, honey, what I want you to do is pick your favorite color crayon and write your name for me. Simple instructions. Pick your favorite color crayon and write your name for me on this piece of paper. And so, you know, the, the little girl just stood there. And Janet was sitting over in the corner and she was sitting there thinking, what, what's going on? You know, my daughter knows how to write her name. Why isn't she doing what the teacher asked her to do? And so the girl just stood there. And so the teacher asked again, you know, honey, go ahead, you know, pick your favorite color crayon and just write your name for me here on this page. And the little girl just sat there. It would not move, didn't pick up a crayon, didn't do anything. And so Janet, you know, finally the teacher said, don't worry, honey, when you come to come to kindergarten, we'll teach you how to write your name. And so as they were driving back home, you know, Janet was sitting there, you know, talking to her daughter on the way back home. And she said, honey, how come when the teacher asks you to pick a crayon and write your name, why didn't you do that? And she said, well, mommy, the teacher said, pick my favorite color. And there wasn't a pink crayon in the box. There wasn't a pink crayon in the box. Okay. Now, how much of the time are we on a path? We come up, we want a certain thing. We want a pink crayon in our life. And if the pink crayon isn't there, damn it, we're not going to do anything. We, we stand immobilized just like that little girl. And sometimes, you know, the path doesn't go the way that we want it to go. Sometimes there's no pink crayon in the box. And so at that point, you have to decide, am I going to pick another color and I'm going to keep going on the path or am I going to jump off the path at that point? Now, I told you I'd share some stories um, from my own life to kind of explain this as well. And what I want to do in this as well is... I'm going to ask you some questions, or I'm going to bring up some different things as I share some of these stories with you. It's going to show you what I've gone through, but also some questions and some things you can do uh, to yourself uh, that will help you know, is this a good path for me to stay on, or is it time for me to move on? Now, in the reading that I gave you from Don Juan, some of that information is in there already. So if we think about it, are you on a path that is killing you or is making you heavy or is really, really hard to walk? Because chances are, if you're on a path like that, it's not a path with heart because a path with heart will bring you joy and it will be easy. So let's just throw in, well, let me share some stories with you. And then we'll kind of recap a little bit um, from that. So, you know, when I, when I, uh, I did a few things, you know, went to, went to school, dropped out, did a few things, went back to school and decided, okay, I am going to get my accounting degree. I'm going to get my accounting degree. I'm going to work for a public accounting firm, and I'm going to become a partner. Now, one of our family friends happened to be a partner. He was a former partner at Arthur Anderson. And so I decided, 
That's what I'm going to do. I want to be like him. I want to, I want to get my accounting degree. I want to work at Arthur Anderson. I want to become a partner. So I did everything. I was super excited about it. I did everything that I needed to do uh, to line up and to get a job at Arthur Anderson. And I was so happy when I got that job. I was so excited about the job and I did the job. You know, I, I moved up to be a manager at Arthur Anderson and was loving what was going on. And then all of a sudden something happened and Enron is what happened. Okay. And Arthur Anderson ended up going out of business, literally the largest, most prestigious accounting firm in the world at the time went out of business in a few months. And so here I was, you know, working in, in that firm and all of a sudden my world gets blown up. And I sit there and I watch the partners, you know, our managing partner of our office at that time, he was literally about two years away from retirement. And I watched millions of dollars of his wealth just evaporate overnight. And I started to question at that point, am I on the right path? Is this really what it is that I want to do? I started to question, right? So here's one of those things to think about. If you're on a path and you start questioning whether you should be on the path, start to pay attention. Because if you start to question it over and over again, maybe it's not the right path for you. Okay. I questioned it a little bit and then decided, nope, I think I still want to keep doing this. I moved over to another firm to KPMG and I did that for a while. And again, things were okay. They weren't as good as they were before. And so what happened was it, it became to where it wasn't as fun for me anymore. And I won't get into all the details of, of what kind of caused it. But at that time that I was working at KPMG, there were just more and more things, more doubts, more questions that were coming up in my mind about, is this really the path that I should stay on? And I was at that point in my career where I had to decide. You know, I was living in Boise, Idaho at the time. That was where I grew up. And I had to make a decision. Am I, if I'm going to stay with the firm, I'm going to have to move to a different city uh, because for partnership opportunities, I would have to go to a larger metro area. And so again, was that the right thing for me to do? I thought it was. I was making plans to do that. And then at that point, one of my clients stepped forward and said, hey, we have this open position. Would you like to do it? And again, at that point, I had to stop and kind of decide, well, you know, as I said, there were things that I was questioning. I looked at the money. I looked at the ability to be able to stay in Boise a little bit longer with my family. And I decided it was time to move on, right? Because things had changed. I'd been questioning things enough. It was feeling heavier for me. And so I decided to move on. So I moved on to another job had a great run at that job for several years, but then the same thing started happening again, right? It, it wasn't as fun as it used to be. I started feeling heavier as well, right? And so there were questions coming up again on, okay, I've taken this path for the next few years. Is it time for me to move on to something else? And as I said, those things come along and it's okay, right? Just like Don Juan says, there, there's no affront to deciding to take a different path. It's okay. It, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with other people if you choose 
that that's what you want to do. Okay, so let me move on, uh, move forward a little bit in my life. Um, you know, there were there were things I, I grew up very religious. I grew up in a religious home. Um, but again, throughout my life, there were different things that made me question this particular religion and whether or not I believed it, whether or not I wanted to be a part of it anymore. And as I said, there were times that were just kind of coming up and, and bringing that to a light. Same thing. I was, I, I, I'm divorced. And in that first marriage, right? It was going along the same thing. There were certain things that started coming up at different points during our marriage. And okay, we'd work on it. We'd try to fix it. But as time went on, there were more and more questions. And it got to the point to where, you know, in, in the space of a couple of months, I, I had a job that was very stressful there were some things that were going on at, at, at my work that were very stressful. There were things going on in my marriage that were very stressful uh, and things that, you know, ended up having a physical health issue relate, related to me. So at that time, I was depressed. So I was taking antidepressant medicines. I was going to therapy. I had high blood pressure, all of these things, because I was on two paths at the same time, a job that I didn't like, and a marriage that I was not happy with that wasn't going to be able to be saved, right? Because my wife, my wife at the time wanted to go one way, I wanted to go a different way. And there were just things that had cropped up. And again, I'm not, I'm going to spare you all the gory details, at least this time. But I knew that it was time to move on from that job, I knew it was time to move on from my marriage. Now, how did I know that? Because I literally felt like both of them were killing me. I felt like they were killing me, like they were pushing me down. I felt just like Don Juan was talking about that I was on a path that was trying to kill me. It was no longer light. It was no longer fun. And I had to get off of the path. Now that can be scary. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's scary. But here's what happens when you actually follow your heart and you choose another path that has heart. Left the job, left the marriage within just a few months of each other. A few months later, no depression. Off my depression medicine. No high blood pressure off my high blood pressure medicine. And in fact, I was at that point, even though what seemed to be my life around me was crumbling, I felt happier inside than I had felt for years. Okay. So another way that we can know is if it feels like the path is killing you, then maybe it's time to start listening. Okay. Now we'll move forward again a little bit. And, you know, this has happened in, in relationships, um, you know, with topics, with other things like that as well, and that we're going to, that we're going to go through and talk a little bit about here as well. So, you know, sometimes um, relationships just end, right? Uh, sometimes for no apparent reason, maybe again, there's no fault for either person, but 
but things just kind of change. And I've seen this happen in, in my business life. So as an example, there are, there are two particular customers in, in general that, that I'll kind of tell you about. Both of them, it was kind of a similar, similar situation where things were great with both of these clients for a while. I was having a great time. I was enjoying the work. But there came a point when something changed. And so as an example, I would, whenever I would see an email come in from this, from either of these clients, actually, it's, it's the same story, but two different clients effectively. When I would see an email come in, I would literally feel anxious in my body and not want to open the email because I was afraid of what might be inside. Because again, there were some things that were going on that weren't, weren't so pleasant and it just made me feel heavy and I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to read the message. I didn't want to have to respond to it. Um, and this happened, you know, for a couple of clients. Now, you know, for the most part, you might think, well, what's the big deal, right? You just, you just fire the client. Well, except, you know, for both of these clients, one of them at the time was 50% of my revenue. The other one was about 70% of my revenue for the year. And these happened at different points in my life. Now, at that point, you know, again, if we go back and, and, and remember what Don Juan said, don't leave a path or get on a path out of ambition or fear. So the ambition can mean money as well, right? So, so I was afraid to let these two clients go because I knew it was going to be a big revenue drop for me if I did that. And so I hung on to those relationships longer than I should have. And that had a negative impact on my emotional well-being and my physical well-being as well, right? But the minute that I actually cut those ties and moved on, I felt light and free again. And so again, that's something for you to think about, right? Are there certain things like, do you just dread going into your job? There's people there that you just don't like. They just rub you the wrong way. And no matter what it seems, you know, whatever you try to do just doesn't seem to work. And you dread going into work. Well, if that's the case and you've been dreading that for a while, maybe it's time for a new job. I don't know, right? You're the one that has to make the decision. I'm just trying to give you some advice for how to think about, because if, if you loathe going to work, maybe you should start asking yourself some of those questions. You can find a new job. And in fact, you can find a new job before you leave the current job. I've done that before, right? When I wasn't feeling so happy at one job, I started looking for another job. When I found the new job, then I left the old job. But it let me know, okay, now is the time for me to go ahead and look for something else. Okay, so <clears throat> this can also happen with people as well. So again, relationships that you have, you know, the reality is people grow and sometimes people grow apart. It's not either person's fault for that. But let me ask you, are there some people in your life that maybe you have outgrown. 
maybe you're starting to go one pathway, they're maybe kind of stuck where they, where they are. And every time you talk to them, they want to talk about the same things, uh, or maybe they want to talk about things that you no longer want to talk about. Well, how is that feeling for you? Do you feel like that it is better to have this person in your life or to not have them in your life? So I'll give you an example, right? Let's say that you have a friend who, who maybe has radically different political views than you do. Let's say maybe at one time you had this, the same views and now you've kind of changed. Well, your friend has stayed the same. And every time you get together, they like to tell you how wrong you are and how full of shit you are because you believe something that they don't believe. Well, I'm sure you've met people like that. And you feel like after spending time with that person, you feel drained. You feel emotionally drained. Okay, so look around relationships in your life. Are there relationships that are draining you? You feel like they're sucking the life out of you. Those are probably relationships that you need to get off the path. If somebody is sucking you dry emotionally, it's, you're probably better off without them in your life. Now, sometimes that can be friends. Sometimes that can be relatives, family, oh, right? Well, you know what? If Uncle Joe, <laughs> I always use Uncle Joe. I don't even have an Uncle Joe, but I use that as an example. But if Uncle Joe just drains you every time you see him, you get you know butterflies and knots in your stomach. You feel sick to your stomach every time you have to see Uncle Joe. Maybe it's time to not see Uncle Joe anymore or see him from across the room at Thanksgiving if you have to see him and not actually interact with him directly. It's okay. There's no right. There's no wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with them. But you can choose to have different relationships, okay? Now, the same thing can be said for particular topics or things that we're interested in or things that we like to talk about. And I'm going to share with you honestly, right? I have, just like with certain jobs, there have been certain topics that I have talked about for many years, some of them for decades. I was very passionate about some of these topics for a long time. That's why I talked about them. Some of those topics I'm not so passionate about anymore. In fact, some of those topics actually bring me down. You know, I'm sitting there trying to write an email or doing something about a particular topic, and I just have massive writer's block. And I'm not somebody who gets writer's block. If I need to sit down and put, put something out, I can do it. So I know that if I'm getting writer's block or I am so unmotivated to try to do something that I just can't get myself to do it, now, I'm speaking for myself because I'm a very committed, very dedicated person. I can, I can plow through, I can work through, I can, no matter what I feel like, I can still perform. And so when I have trouble performing, I know there's something that's wrong. I'm on a path, I'm talking about something. I'm doing something that no longer brings me joy. 
And in fact, if it's no longer bringing me joy, if I'm neutral, I'm still okay. But the problem is some of those things bring me down. And I just don't want to talk about them anymore. So I am eating, <laughs> eating my own dog food is, is, a, is a term for startup companies. But what I'm doing is I'm practicing what I'm preaching. What I am talking to you about today, I have experienced many times in my life. And, you know, again, I don't know if you've experienced them many times or not. I've gotten through them each time. I've got little tips and tricks on how to get through them each time. I've shared some of those with you, at least to help you in understanding how to know whether you're on the right path or not, or whether you need to move on. Okay. So I'm saying that because you're probably going to hear me talking about some things that maybe I haven't really talked about before because they excite me. They make me happy. And I know that they're things that can help you. So if you don't hear me talking about certain things, that's probably why. And again, there, it's nothing about the topics. It's just those things maybe don't light me up and bring me the joy and get me excited like they used to. Because one thing that you'll know as humans is we evolve and we grow. You know, there were certain things that I loved to do when I was a kid that now if I never do it again, I'm probably okay. As an example, I used to love to play basketball. Now I'm not very tall, so <laughs> I had to play point guard. And I couldn't dribble that well, so I wasn't that great of a basketball player, but I loved to play basketball, right? When I was a teenager, I just loved it. I don't know when the last time was that I played basketball. If I never play basketball the rest of my life, I'm probably going to be okay because it doesn't light me up like it used to light me up. Now, does that mean there's anything wrong with basketball? Oh, no. Basketball is a great sport. I love it. Sometimes I even still like to watch it on TV. I don't, I don't watch it as much as I used to because, again, I've, I've evolved. I've changed. And that's not as important to me in my life right now. So I've chosen to get off the path of basketball and do other things. Like come on here and do podcasts because I love doing podcasts much more than most of the other things that I do. Okay. So again, I hope today was very helpful for you because like I said, I know I've experienced these different inflection points in my life. I'm sure you have as well. And um, so hopefully again, today has given you some ideas and some practical ways to start thinking about and, and asking yourself some questions to know whether the path you're on is the one that you should stay on and keep soldiering through, because I'm all about that too, if it's the right path, okay? If it's the right path and it's just a little bit hard for a while, you just keep going. But if your heart is no longer in it and it's just time to move on, save yourself a lot of pain and frustration by trying to figure it out sooner than later. Because like Don Juan said, if you continue down a path without heart, without a heart, it will kill you and it will lead you to nowhere anyway. 
And so you might as well pick a path that makes you happy and brings you some joy. So with that, I'm going to sign off for this week and, uh, you know, see how it goes. Start asking yourself some of these questions. Figure out if you're where you want to be or if it's time to, to take a different path. And if you feel like it's time to take a different path and you're not quite sure how, reach out to me because it's one of the things, again, I've gone through and I actually help people do some of that as well and figure that out. So with that, have a great rest of your week and I'll catch you on the next episode. See ya. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. The fact that you listened to this entire episode means you got value and others will too. Do me a favor and leave a five-star review with comments and then share with others. You can also check out all of my videos on my YouTube channel and my website, jasonmefford.com. This podcast is primarily for education and commentary and does not represent professional advice. Views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.